Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we interview Samita Sarkar, author of Taste Test, The Science of Simple Healthier Desserts. The book contains over 50 easy-to-follow, completely vegan recipes to help people who are new to dessert preparation get a grasp on the basics. This includes cakes, cupcakes, cookies, and even homemade icing. Yum! Because baking is just as much a science as an art, the book also includes short, digestible, no pun intended, scientific tidbits explaining the chemistry of the recipes and the ingredients and why they react the way that they do. It's really cool. Very cool. But before we get into our interview, we have a new rating. And I need to apologize because we lost this rating somehow. And luckily, the rator let me know that we uh, skipped her. So thank you and sorry. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. All right. And so sorry, Tina Lampkin from the United States of America, who left us a review on August 7th, 2019. So you're being very comprehensive now because we missed it. (laughs) All right. So Tina, the title of Tina's review is They Rock. Uh, She says, I read an article in National Geographic about how much energy is used for meat production versus vegetable production. I was absolutely shocked at the carbon footprint I leave behind versus a vegetarian. I was shocked to find out how many vegetarians can be fed with one acre of farmland versus the typical omnivores. I decided to drastically reduce my meat consumption and eat a more plant-based diet. I looked online for a vegetarian group because I had to understand plant-based nutrition better and cook accordingly. Many groups I encountered were downright hostile toward meat eaters until I found Vegetarian Zen and the Peas and Carrots Facebook group. What up? I had to pause there, of course. (laughs) I have learned so much more than I thought possible, and I am so thankful for the friendliness towards omnivores. The podcasts are, are so informative and at the same time entertaining. Larissa and Vicky, do you hear me talking to you in response? Yes, we do. Uh, I have achieved my goal and reduced meat consumption more than I had planned. You guys absolutely rock. We're right behind you. We are. We're in your back seat. <laughs> That's you. scary. Sorry. No, we're not. We're really not. Thank you so much, Thank you, Tina. Tina. We really appreciate I'm it. I'm sorry for missing you. Yes. I. You know what happened? Not that most people would care, but we set up our outlines and I think we switched some things around mm-hmm. and we lost that particular review and an outline sometimes we switch around bad. subject matter yeah i know bad larissa and vicky <laughs> bad Shame. vicky that's on me that's mm. on me all right we also wanted to give a special shout out to ali ali i think it's ali it might be ali x but there was a little x next to his name but ali for sure who is the young son of one of our listeners who recently bought us a juice and it could possibly be ali too I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, But we were told that he asked his mom if he can listen to the vegetarian ladies. (laughs) And I think he's six. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's six years old. I think he is six. So we just wanted to say hello. Hi. And thank you for requesting us. And eat your veggies. Eat your veggies. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's also talk before we get into our interview about a product that we wanted to bring to folks' attention, and that is uh, a new course. Well, it's not new, but it's a course by Ruby that is, and Ruby is an online cooking school that I took 
where I took the Forks Over Knives cooking course last year and loved it. You can see my review on our website. I'll link mm-hmm. out to it in the show notes. But they have a new course called, well, new to me anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just learning about this, Essential Vegan Desserts Online Course. Now, Which fits perfectly in with our interview today. Exactly. And if you're unfamiliar, okay, so if you're unfamiliar with Ruby, they offer quite a few different courses. Not all of them are plant-based, but the one I took was, like I said, Forks Over Knives, so it was plant-based. But um, they, the quality was of their videos was one thing I was really impressed with. And I got to say, when I started this course, I was, eh, I was a little iffy because I never, I'm not a cook. I wasn't a cook, very amateur. And then the idea of taking it online, I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but they offer a lot of really personalized attention. The grading is good. The feedback you get on your, whatever it is you're cooking is really good. And this particular course is based on Fran Costigan. I think that's how you pronounce Mm -hmm. her last name. She's a popular, she has a popular vegan baking boot camp. And so she's teaming up with them now. So this is really cool because they have partner kind of uh, features that or features partner courses mm-hmm. that like the forks over knives. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar with her, she's a culinary instructor, cookbook author, and now Ruby director of vegan pastry. Wow. How That's cool is that? now, how would you like to have that as your title? I am the director of vegan pastry. <laughs> and she's also recognized internationally for her innovative skills in transforming traditional desserts into modern healthful vegan desserts. I don't know about you, but one of the things that I really like is when you can take a vegan or vegetarian, but most, I think vegan is what really blows people's minds sometimes. When you take a dish to like a family get together or a potluck or something, and people are like, ooh, ooh this is vegan? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're kind of uh, giving a whole new different right. face to what people think are uh, what vegan food is. Right. So, the Essential Vegan Desserts online course is a 90 day course focusing on essential techniques and recipes you can create with confidence. And we're talking about pies, cakes, tarts, mousses, gels sauces, all the whole, the full gamut, right? The course starts with an explanation of key equipment. So you're going to start from the basics and uh, ingredient selection and function, foundational technique for creating desserts without the use of eggs and dairy. So it sounds very much along the similar format of the Forks Over Knives Mm -hmm. course that I took. And it also, like I said, gives you personalized instructor support and a certificate among upon graduation. So that's pretty cool. The class is going to start on October 8th and early registration goes through September 28th. So for more information and to sign up, you can head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash vegan desserts and enter promo code early to to receive, that's early in the number two, to receive a 20% discount off of the price of the course. That's ve- vegetarianzen.com forward slash vegan desserts. That's a lot of tongue twisty <laughs> things in there. And enter the promo code early chew to get 20% discount. And we will have a sh- uh, show note link. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to get into our interview with Samita? Yes, let's do it. Okay, Samita, before we get uh, into that, let me just give a little bit of her background. Samita has been a vegetarian since she, since the age of 13, which is around the same time that she started experimenting in the kitchen. She is the daughter of two chemistry PhDs who helped fuel her curiosity and experimentation in the kitchen. Her work has appeared in the Huffington Post, Thought Catalog, The Dodo. I love The Dodo. It's so, it's so, they have such cute stuff. And Entrepreneur, just to name a few. So without further ado, please welcome to the show, Samita. Okay, welcome to the show, Samita. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. 
Okay, so before we get into this really interesting book, I was really this this is something, you know, we get folks that email us and say, "Hey, you know, would you like to look at my book and maybe, you know, be on the show and stuff." And we so we get a lot, we get a lot of really good authors. This one was really unique, your book. Uh and we're going to get into that in a second, but before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, um both of my parents have PhDs in chemistry. And when I was younger, I always wanted to be a writer. So I pursued writing throughout my life. And I studied writing when I went to university. I got my Bachelor of Arts in Professional Writing. But I always felt that it was a bit one-sided. And I wanted to also explore the subject that my parents were so passionate about which was science and this book was my way of marrying my love of art and science together in one book because baking is both an art and a science i love that i love when things fuse together so beautifully like that i i i'm a life learner i love learning i always have some sort of you know for our own businesses i'm usually learning something but then just personal stuff i'm learning and it's amazing to me how certain things like you know like writing and cooking can just uh uh fuse together so perfectly and then your parents both having being um they are both doctors correct or phd's mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so that's just that's amazing how that all fused together. And you know, I never personally really appreciated how these how cooking came together with how the chemistry behind cooking before I took a forks over knives cooking course last year with uh through Ruby online and they would explain a lot of how the ingredients melded together and of course they didn't get into it quite as much as you do but I never really thought about it. Like, why does that work? So, um, you know, I've, and I, I don't know that we mentioned this, but t- tell us a little bit about how you create, how you started going down the path of this book that you've created. Yes. Well, I've always been passionate about animals and um, I've been a vegetarian for a very long time since I was a teenager. And however, I also really like cakes and I like desserts. and. The Me recipes too. that <laughs> yes, who does? <laughs> the recipes I was finding online or in cookbooks were very unhealthy. They were full of animal products and white sugar and processed ingredients. They were needlessly complicated. So I started experimenting on my own with creating recipes for cakes that were just simple and much healthier and just what you need. So I didn't use any white sugar and I stopped using like white sugar, white flour. I didn't want to use eggs or dairy products. And I found that actually vegan baking is a lot easier than what people think because you can you can create vegan recipes that are very very simple. Most of the recipes in the book have very few ingredients, maybe five to ten ingredients, and nothing fancy, nothing that requires a trip to a health food store, just things that people already have lying around in their cabinets, things like um, things like syrup, like maple syrup or um, applesauce, vegetable oil, 
And you can create these delicious desserts with very simple ingredients that don't taste like they're necessarily healthy, but they are. So I started to formulate my own recipes and I got quite good at it. And I realized that it's not difficult per se. It just takes a little bit of creativity. And I wanted to help other people to accomplish the same thing. People who are interested in eating a little bit healthier and avoiding animal products, but who don't want to compromise taste. So did you have a lot of, uh, did you have a lot of go-to moments uh, to go to your parents to ask um, uh, for advice or was that stuff that you kind of already knew as when far as figuring to, out the recipe creation? When it came to the baking aspect, then I, I figured that out largely on my own, just with experimenting with which types of flavors go well together. But right. when it came to writing the science parts of the books, because um, every recipe comes along with a little scientific tidbit about the chemistry behind it or something about the science behind the ingredients, such as um, maybe the pigments, the pigments wow. in the recipes, the colors, um, things like that, then I did consult my parents. Right. I like that you've got a uh, result and conclusion uh, after the recipes. The experiment yielded a frosting product useful for future experiments. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And even the whole setup, it says equipment. So I'm, lo I'm looking at your easy chocolate fudge frosting. It says equipment supplies method uh -huh. and, and then even the ingredient results. The results and conclusion. I, I love that approach because um, I think this is it like, and then you have three cups of icing sugar and then it says sucrose c12 h22o11 that's so cool <laughs> so i mean that's just so um i picture you kind of like in this kitchen with all these beakers and smoking yeah <laughs> <laughs> bubbling and and yeah. yeah it's it's very cool and i think it's great for kids too um to help you know to get kids involved a in cooking and b in science mm -hmm. that was one of my goals with writing this book Later in life, after I got my Bachelor of Arts degree, and I knew deep down that my parents, although they were very supportive of me, so don't get me wrong, um, they, they kind of wished that I had pursued science a little bit like they did. Mm -hmm. And later in my life, I started taking correspondence classes at Athabasca University, which is an online university, and I started studying science. And um, I started attending labs. We had to attend the labs in person. Mm -hmm. um, in uh in alberta where the university is physically based so when i was doing my labs and i was taking these science courses some of them were also home labs that we could do at home but we had a lab manual so i'm doing my labs and i realized that the lab manuals are kind of like cookbooks hmm. and in science like in my courses and also what my parents have told me in their professional experience, we are not wired to think this way. And we're also taught that food and chemistry don't mix and there are strict food in the lab rules. Like food is absolutely prohibited in the lab. But right. I thought at the end of the day, food is made of chemicals and, and cookbooks and lab manuals are quite similar, at least they could be made to be so. So I, I formatted this cookbook to be like a lab manual and 
and a food science book that explains food in a way that a chemist would understand. So somebody who is very young and is just getting into to cooking and is just old enough to start being in the kitchen more could also develop an interest in STEM at an early age. That's, that's awesome. I just, I just love, I, I just can't get over just how cool the format of, of your book is. Um, very and different. I, yeah. yeah, it's very different and it's very unique and it, but, and it's fun. I mean, the pictures are stunning, first of all, beautiful. Um, and just, I, I just love the, the chemistry. I, I just, I know I keep going on about that, but I just, I love it. I can't get over that. And, you know, I was never um, too much of a sciencey kind of like, that kind of science person um, when I was in school, but this is fun. So as you started to understand more about kitchen chemistry, what was there anything that really surprised you that maybe you thought you knew or something that you were like, like Eureka moments? Well, one thing that um, I, I was led to believe when I was younger that I found to not be true at all when I started experimenting with vegan baking is that eggs are superfluous in most recipes. And you can omit eggs in a lot of recipes and not replace them with anything. And your cake will turn out totally fine. It just might be a little lighter and fluffier, which is a good thing. Right. right. We've done whole episodes. I think we've done at least a couple on egg replacers, vegan egg replacers. And uh, it, it is amazing to me. That is a huge misconception is that you need dairy and eggs to, to do baking. Good baking. Mm-hmm. People might say, oh, yeah, you can do it, but it's not going to taste good. That's, that is so wrong. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people would ask me that. That's probably a question that I get asked the most by non-vegans and non-vegetarians. They ask me, what do you do to replace the egg? And I say a lot of the times, nothing. And what I find is that in, in recipes that do require eggs, you need to do something to mask the smell of the egg, like cinnamon, or, um, or something very, very flavorful, but you don't really need it, especially for things that already have a lot of body and things that are very, very thick, like something like banana bread or mm. carrot cake. And the, the moisture and the properties in the fruits and vegetables will hold the cake together. Right. Well, you know, and another thing that I, as, as I, look through your recipes one thing that i absolutely love you for is the um absence of banana <laughs> that most stuff like doesn't banana. have i despise <laughs> banana and most of your of your recipes that i that i've looked at here don't call for banana which i think is just amazing so thank you <laughs> no did that just for you larissa thank you <laughs> So what are some other common questions, Samita, that you get from, uh, from folks? A lot of people nowadays, they don't want to eat white sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because it has bone char. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and a lot of people um, who are diabetic, like me, should not eat white sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't have any nutritional value. It's just mm-hmm. empty calories. Um, but when you eat unrefined sugars like maple syrup or in Canada, we get maple syrup a lot. But if you live somewhere else in the world, you can get date syrup or agave syrup. Mm-hmm. Then um, these products have t- 
trace amounts of minerals in them. So it isn't just empty calories and it's also less processed. Oh, nice. So I try to make the recipes as unprocessed as possible, which is why I used a lot of maple syrup and I didn't use any white sugar. Mm-hmm. And very, very few recipes have brown sugar either. Um, some of them do, especially for cookies, but you really don't need to use refined sugar to bake. So there are a lot of awesome recipes in your book. What is your favorite, like your go-to that you make? I like chocolate peanut butter bars because it's very easy. You just throw everything into a food processor. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the taste of chocolate and peanut butter together. And it also keeps for a very long time. So you can make a batch and you could, in theory, keep it for a couple of weeks, but it probably won't last that long. <laughs> because, because I would eat it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is that, is that a no-bake recipe or is that, is that baked as well? It's baked. It's baked, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So let me ask you this too. Have you made a recipe? Everybody has. I mean, we, do, we don't do, our thing is not, we don't do a lot of recipes, our, recipes ourselves. We have some, but that's not really our shtick. <laughs> we, do, we do other things. But um, have you ever made a recipe that you were creating? And I'm sure you have because you're a recipe creator, but that you just thought, that is disgusting. <laughs> and do you go back? Because I would think that with your scientific mind, you would want to go back and like, if it were me, I would analyze why that, why that was disgusting. <laughs> Um, yes, that's happened to me many, many times. And I think usually it is uh, a case of just overcomplicating the recipe. Ah, that's and really good. Simple is always better. Yeah. But just because pistachios are delicious and chocolate is delicious and peanut butter is delicious doesn't mean that you should put all of them together into <laughs> a cake with maybe some. Uh, berries and vanilla extract and cinnamon, even though all those things are great. But I think one to two flavors per recipe is a good safe spot. That's probably a good rule. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great segue to into my next question about what are some key tips if somebody's just starting out and this is, you know, we're coming on fall and, and a lot of people are going to be baking vegan desserts and going to potlucks and family get-togethers and stuff. What are some key tips and tricks that you can share with our listeners about making their favorite uh, desserts into more healthy vegan alternatives? If somebody is just starting with baking, then I think muffins are really great because um, sometimes cookies can be a little tricky to get the texture right. And with cakes, if you're not experienced, then they can fall or they can be overdone or underdone. But muffins are very easy because they bake quickly. They taste like a cake, but you don't have to ice them. And um, if somebody wants to make their muffins healthier, then I would suggest replacing any type of refined sugar with unrefined sugar and replacing eggs with applesauce if they even decide to use an egg replacer at all. Right. Yeah, I've done applesauce before, and it always comes out really, really nice and moist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah. Again, she doesn't like the banana, Mm-mm. so she she usually replaces with something like that. Yeah, applesauce is good because the taste isn't too strong. Like with a banana, I love bananas, but they do overpower <laughs> a recipe. Yeah, and if you're not making banana bread, <laughs> then you'll <laughs> right. taste bananas. 
right. in whatever you, you put the banana in. But applesauce has a very subtle taste and it doesn't have any of the saturated fat or cholesterol that eggs have. And it's way, way, way healthier. And the, the cake will have much fewer calories and be way healthier. And it does have a, a subtle taste to it, but it goes really well if you're using oats or cinnamon. Mm. then it just marries with the banana, I mean, the apple flavor very, very well. Right. Uh, and I've made my own applesauce from time to time too. And I mean, that's, it's perfect, you know, just, and you don't have to, that way you can control the sweetness and you don't have to add, you know, like a bunch of sugar and I mean, just depending on the apples. So, so I think that would be really good. Oh, mm-hmm. and you, I wanted to talk a little bit too, real quick about your um, breakfast surprise section. Mm-hmm. There looks like there looks <laughs> that is some really good looking uh food there. What is your favorite one out of that section in your book? If hmm. you recall. I'm quizzing. I know it's like once we, <laughs> we put out a book too and okay, so how about this? I'll tell you what my one looks really good to me. Um and I haven't had this in a while, but I like this. Rice pudding. Oh yes, that's a classic. I think yeah. um most cultures around the world eat rice pudding. I just haven't had it in a very long time, but I used to like this as a kid when I was scrolling through your um, book. I was I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks really good. Well, I guess we'll be making rice pudding then. <laughs> okay, so uh, the book Taste Test, the, simple, the Science of Simple Healthier Desserts is out now it, at Amazon, correct, Sarita? Yes, yes, okay. correct. So we will have a link to that. If folks want to uh, find you, where can they find you? And we're going to, of course, have some of the links, but if you can just uh, mention some of the places, that would be great. Sure. Um, people can learn more about me on my website, which is samitasarkar.com. Okay. Do you have a Instagram or anything? Maybe some social media we can link up to? Yes. My Instagram account is at Blossoms Books. Cool. Blossoms Books. Okay. okay. And we will, like I said, link to the to directly to the book also. Oh, thank you so much. Sure, no problem. We really appreciate it having you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And I've got to go um, do some baking now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Have Samina. a good evening. Oh, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this interview with Samita Sarkar. Although I don't have much of a sweet tooth myself. I do. I got it all. (laughs) She got mine. (laughs) This conversation has definitely motivated me to get into the kitchen to bake some awesome desserts to take to some, we got a lot of family get togethers coming in the fall, which I really love. And as mentioned, all of the links will be in the show notes. I think that does it for this episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.